The Retro Lounge is a look back into the archives of the Recruiters Lounge podcast with Jim Stroud and Karen Matinen. The Recruiters Lounge podcast posted weekly between the years of 2005 and 2010. With energy, wit, and opposite points of view, <laughs> Jim Stroud and Karen Madden discussed, debated, and squabbled like children over HR issues that affected the workplace and society overall for the benefit of all who would listen. The Recruiter's Lounge episode that was originally posted on April 10th, 2007 was about, uh, let's see, let's read the description. Jim Stroud and the long-lost Karen Madden discussed the changes happening at Recruiting.com and H-1B visas. Has Karen found a loophole in the system? Question mark. Dun-dun-dun. That is what's being discussed in this particular episode, which was originally titled, uh, Having Fun with H-1B Visas. And as I recall, this had several shout-outs to John Sumser. Papa John, shout-out to you. Hi, I'm Jim Stroud. Welcome to the Recruiter's Lounge. The Recruiter's Lounge is a podcast of news, interviews, and commentary on the recruiting industry. And it was designed with you in mind. So sit back, relax, and enjoy your time in the Recruiter's Lounge. Hello and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting episode of the Recruiter's Lounge. But first... A word from our sponsor. Bounty Jobs. The new frontier of recruiting is a friend to recruiters and employers alike. As an online marketplace, Bounty Jobs helps employers find talent effectively, faster, and without bruising the bottom line. For recruiters, it's a way to alleviate business development hassles while earning more money and building your reputation at the same time. Now, I like Bounty Jobs because it is easy to use, delivers top clientele with no upfront fees to use its service. Simply put, when a placement is made, a modest percentage of the fee goes to Bounty Jobs with the majority of the fees going to you, the recruiter. It's the kind of win-win deal that is hard to walk away from, but hey, see for yourself. Find Bounty Jobs online at www.bountyjobs.com. That's www.b-o-u-n-t-y-j-o-b-s.com. Right now, millions of people are looking for and finding jobs on the Internet. But are you getting paid when they find a job? Well, now you can. When online employment sites like Monster and CareerBuilder came on the scene, they took billions of dollars out of the pockets of the recruiter. But now, there's a new sheriff in town called WorkGiant, the recruiter's best friend. WorkGiant is empowering recruiters throughout the country to take back your industry. WorkGiant is a national and broadly focused job board, but with some very distinct differences. One difference is with WorkGiant, employers and recruiters can post jobs for free, search the resume database for free, and only pay 1% upon a hire. WorkGiant markets through professionals in the industry. Why? Because it's your industry. As a professional recruiter, you have the employer relationships. You have the job seeker contacts. It is your industry. It's yours to take back now. 
WorkGiant will never replace recruiter value-added services. In fact, we offer you a way to monetize 95% of the market that currently goes to the online job board industry. Refer current or former clients and surplus job seekers to your WorkGiant affiliate website. Refer once and you own the relationship. Then, get paid every time they make a hire for as long as they make hires. Someone is going to lock up your employer contacts. It might as well be you. Every time a hire is made by one of your clients or one of your job seeker referrals, you get paid. It's that easy. So take back your industry with the power of residual income from WorkGiant. Hello and welcome once again to another exciting action-packed episode of the Recruiter's Lounge. I'm your host, Jim Stroud, and with me in the lounge, I'm so very happy to say that my long-lost co-host, Karen Madden, is back with me. How are you, Karen? I missed you, Jim. Miss you, too. Where you been? Actually, where have you been? You've been in India. Well, yeah. You had a good time, didn't you? I did have a good time. Oh, gosh, it's nice to be back, by the way. But tell us a bit about India. What happened there, man? Oh, well, I was over there training some recruiters Mm -hmm. on how to use Internet to uh, source those hidden uh, candidates out there. And I uh, showed them how to find them in India, and I showed them how to find them all over the world, which is, as you know, things something that I do. Oh and gosh. had a great time, met some good people. Um, if you go to my, my, um, my, my site, jimstroud.com, you'll see some links to pictures I took over there and some videos I made and all that wonderful stuff. You know what? This just makes you an international recruiter trainer. Woo-hoo! I mean, you have just raised the echelon now. Do you know that? Oh, please, please. Keep Very going. Keep going. <laughs> you got the title. You are now the infamous international trainer recruiting uh, recruiting, recruiting guru. International yes, man of mystery like Austin Powers. There you go. And you are just as sexy. You know that. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about about you. You've been gone. I must have done. We must have had probably three episodes without you. I think you've been doing different things. Let the people know what you've been up to. Well, you know that I've been getting into this training school, right? Yep. And we're going to be break. You and I actually are going to be breaking ground in a couple of weeks. We'll mm-hmm. talk about that later. We won't get into that. Yes. Another, another podcast. It's another podcast. But um, I guess I have gotten an invitation to speak at U.S. Recruiters. Ah. I think it's May 3rd ah. with George, uh, my partner, and I'm very excited, extremely nervous, and I think I'm putting everybody I know that I love very much on edge. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. No, yeah, no kidding. Uh, so I want to apologize to everybody I love anyways. And, yeah, I've been extremely busy putting those things together and getting all the stuff ready for that. Okay, groovy, groovy. And I think you had another another project. Are you ready to talk about your other project that's coming out soon, too, or we're going to leave people in suspense on that as well. Which one? The, uh, the Oh, the radio show? That's right. Oh, that's right. Recruiting in Ethics with Karen Madden. Da, 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 da. Karen's going to go have her own show. She's leaving me people. She's leaving me people hey, her okay. own show. I'm, you're one of my guests over there on a frequent basis as well. Oh, uh, well, I guess we're not leaving each other. We're just sort of... Uh, Complimenting uh, each other. That's a good word. Complimenting each other. That's a good word. We're going from podcast to podcast, spreading the love of recruiting and ethics all over the world. There you go. Gosh, you can't use that ethics word, though. That's like blasphemy <laughs> in this industry. <laughs> Don't use that E word. That is like the that is considered like the F word in, or the G word or whatever you know. No. You can't use that word. Did you know that Recruiting. dot com is on the new management? 
Oh, yeah. Just to go into a, a blatant transition there or a, a bad transition. But. Well, I know I was – there's a couple of comments wondering if he's going to end up purchasing it. I wonder if that's what's going to happen. I wonder. Well, for people who don't who aren't familiar with Recruiting.com, and I, it may be one or two people out there who don't know about Recruiting.com, that is a recruiting portal um, which showcases a lot of – uh, recruiter mindset and thought and a lot of arguments and commentary about the recruiting industry there. Kind of. Uh, <laughs> right. I personally think that Jim Stroud's blog is probably one of the most informative blogs regarding the recruiting industry. Oh, okay, here's $20. And uh, <laughs> it was recruited by Jason Davis. I mean recruited, gosh. Started by Jason Davis and, and eventually sold it to Jobster for uh, an obscene amount of money, I hear. Um, but now he's getting ready to leave Recruiting.com altogether, and it's going to be under uh, new management. And I think the new person is, drumroll, John Sumsner, mm-hmm. who oh. was a guest in Recruiting Lounge uh, some time ago. Yeah, and he also was a guest on my show as well, too. Yeah. And so I wonder how long this has been in the works, but, you know, it's pretty interesting, and I wonder what he will do with his other blog. Yeah, well, you know, he's been writing on recruitment issues since uh, – well, I don't want to. I don't want to date him, but he's, he's very got a, He's got an impressive background. Oh yeah, you know when I first got into um, the whole HR game, uh, his his um, blog or, or site or, or newsletter, whatever whatever it was called back then, um, was you know like required reading for me. I had to start my day off by reading his his um, daily commentary. So it's well, very informative. He's a great writer, and he's also a very stern teacher because I sent him something and I asked if he would like to post it. He did send me back a retort as to why I needed to fix my grammar and fix how I spelled my sentences were too long. He did put me in my place, and I think that's the reason I've never decided to blog. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, because John Sasser gave you some uh, creative, uh, constructive criticism? Oh, yeah, it's extremely constructive. It was extreme. I mean, it was well-deserved, i got to tell you. It was well-deserved. I had a lot of egg all over my face. And so Well he's just trying to make you a better writer. That's he all. was. I am not oh I'm not upset with him. I really am not. But what it did though, it then it did pull the air out of my bug my bubble and so from then on I just decided not to ever blog. It's Aww. like hey, no, it, it was constructive, okay? It was extremely constructive, that is all I can say. John, if you're listening, reach out and give Karen a hug so she'll feel better about her writing. <laughs> I am not upset with him. I just want to make it be known. I am not upset with him for that, okay? Just if everybody wants to know why I'm never blogging, that's why, okay? <laughs> uh, well, you getting more traction leaving comments on, on, other, on other blogs. And I think so. And so I think Annie pulled that out one day that I tend to be what I call, uh, I'm a blogger in my own true sense, but I've kind of cut back on that, too. It will be nice to see what's going to happen and the changes that will occur on Recruiting.com. Hopefully it will be more recruiting-related. Right. And less more less commentary about personal vendettas or personal this or personal that. Mm-hmm. I think that alone would be interesting to see because John is a firm believer of the industry, and it might improve the quality and quantity of that of it. Well, one thing for sure, he's not shy on opinion. He writes a great deal, ah. and, and and it's very consistently uh, very interesting stuff that he writes. So I'm real curious to see how uh, Recruiting.com transform. Under uh, his fatherly hands. It's very authoritative, isn't it? Yeah. So. He's got a lot of good authoritative opinions. I mean, everything that he has stated in this industry tends to, not everything, but a lot of what he says comes true. Well, it will not be any shortage of opinion on that. <laughs> <laughs> <Not for sure. laughs> 
<laughs> and that's a good thing. On that one. That's a good thing. Let me switch gears a little bit. Um, let's okay. talk about something. What, what are you talking about in the recruiting Recently, industry? Recently, I heard okay. that the H-1B visas. Yes. That's quite a buzz there. Um, you know, it's like they put out a dinner bell saying H-1B visas are out, and in one day mm-hmm. they were gone. Here's a here's a snippet that I that I read that I saw here in the paper. It says U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services said Tuesday it reached its limit for 2008 skilled worker visa petitions in a single day and will not accept any more to the dismay of technology companies that rely on the visas to hire foreign employees. Absolutely. Now, what people don't understand before you go ahead and go, oh, unhang your head. Okay. Insert violin music here. Right. There is an exemption. <laughs> There's an exemption. There's cap exemptions, yes, for current H-1B visas. Explain cap exemptions. Okay. A cap, okay we, the cap is 20000 mm-hmm. Okay. So basically the first 21,000 people who came in for just regular H-1B visas for a particular job, they all those were expired. Those are the ones that they're talking about, okay? Okay. But then these are exemptions to the cap for current H-1B visas and individuals who earn master's or higher degrees are exempt from any fiscal year cap on available H-1B visas. Oh, so there's a little loophole there. There is a loophole. So, for example, let's say that Mr. Joe Blow Company wants to go ahead and hire an H-1B visa. Well, he can't bring somebody in from out of the country. But if he comes across a candidate, say, locally, who's already got one, he can take that visa and transfer it. Ah. Still costs money, but it's Mm. not as expensive. It's a lot easier to do so. Um, start calling you loophole Karen because you know all the loopholes there. Well, and then there's the also that I said the other if the person has an education, now they could be in India right now. Right. If the person has an education of a college degree of masters or bachelors, from now each of these have a number too. Okay, they have kind of a cap on it too, mm-hmm. and, but there's a, it's different. Okay. Yep. So, but if they got a masters or a bachelors from America schools. In other words, they speak English well, they went to school here, they got their degree here, then they, too, are exempted. Hmm. So basically the cap was just that 20000 is just basically the standard H-1B visas. Wow. You know, and speaking of H-1B visas, I, I just as you were saying that, I came across this article, too, that I'm sort of scanning as, as we're talking. Mm-hmm. Um, this new bill that was introduced by Senator Dick Durbin and, and, and Chuck Grassley, uh, Chuck Grassley of Iowa, excuse me, and Dick Durbin of Illinois. Mm-hmm. So they're they're introducing some legislation which will um toughen H one B visa uh program, uh, especially its enforcement provisions. And as I look at this article, I'm I'm seeing here where it says as part of the announcement the two lawmakers said the measure would authorize the US Department of Labor to hire two hundred additional employees to administer, oversee, investigate and enforce the H one B program. Isn't that amazing? So needed. You think so? Oh, my so? gosh, absolutely. Why is that? Okay, I can give you several reasons. Like, for example, remember that case we were talking about here in California? Yep. Where those people were being held as prisoners? Mm-hmm. And all these individuals were coming into the country because the a, the uh, employment firm, staffing firm, had fraudulent, created fraudulent uh, visas? Yep. Well, that's the problem. I mean, here are these people coming into the country... With these fraudulent visas, and nobody was double-checking to see if they were real. Oh. Okay, that's number one. Number two, we've got a lot of terrorists in this country, too, right? Uh, sad but true. And, you know, some of them, too, have are holding H-1B visas. Right. 
So, you know, I mean, we've got to get stiffer on these, you know, background checks on them, too. I mean, so this know, could be part of home, uh, part of a, actually could be segmented to a Homeland Security type of initiative? I don't know if that's what that loss is. I haven't read it. But mm. I'm betting that more than likely what they're kind of focusing on is trying to make sure that there's not lesser on the fraudulent aspect and that, that we're bringing people in for the jobs that they're supposed to be doing because you'll find that somebody's saying that they're going to hire someone to ha- on an H-1B visa for to be an IT tech, mm. but they're actually bringing in this person to be Louisa the, ma- the maid. I see. Okay, so, you know, what you'll find is that there's just so many aspects of fraud in regards to H-1B visas that, I mean, we've got people who we have probably about, you know, let's say the cap was 20,000. There's probably 40,000 visas out there, okay, that to, meaning that 20,000 are fraud. Mm. So you've got a lot of people. I mean, and this guy, not there's a lot of these people who are holding these visas not realizing they're working fraudulent. Well, you know, I read this article that is that's exactly one of the things that it's covering. In addition to that, uh, the measure will require companies to advertise job openings for 30 days on the Department of Labor's website oh. before submitting applications to hire H-1B workers. Oh, and that's another thing. You're absolutely right. I mean, I just remember even reading on Recruiting.com, mm. there was this guy who put his – of course, you couldn't figure out who he was. It was anonymous, okay? Right. And he was saying their company only hires H-1B visas only. They don't hire any Americans, and they got mad at a people who – Americans – who are pretending to be H-1B visa holders. Get out. But yes. I remember wait, 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 wait. So Americans are, some Americans are pretending to be foreign nationals with H-1B just so they can work here in their own country? Yes. Oh, that's bizarre. That's, that's, that's bizarre. I read that. I was just cracking up. I have to find that. I've got to send that to you so you can write that out, okay? Yeah, because that's You've got uh, to write something about this because I was, like, crying, rolling off the floor. But, yes, I was so angry at it because I responded back, of course, you know me. Yeah. I'm like, dude, that is, like, everybody else was, too. Dude, that is so illegal. <laughs> I mean, you talk about reverse discrimination there. You know what? That sounds like an episode of my comic strip. I'm going to put that in, like, on, in my comic strip. For those who are listening who, don't, who may not know it, I have a comic strip called The Recruiting Life. Also, uh, another shameless plug on jimstroud.com, where I uh, make fun of the recruiting industry, and and it is that type of thing that I do comics about. That I is mean, too funny. That I, I was like, it's kind of funny, but it's sad because this guy was talking about how angry he was. Right. He was talking. He talked about one particular situation because we were. I think the actual thing was based on candidates lying or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, and I got these candidates who lie, and this guy was pretending to me have a foreign name, and he was, like, totally American. And you could tell he was trying to pretend to be illegal. We only hire H-1B visa people. I'm like, oh, my God. But see, this, this is where I'm, I'm a little fuzzy on it, and, and, and some, some way may be fuzzy as well, because this, this may be a general conception that a lot of people have about H-1B visas. Before a company can even post to get those, don't they have to make a goodwill effort or a good faith effort, whatever the word is, to look for Americans anyway before they go that route? Well, a company is supposed to make a good faith effort to also hire women or minorities. doesn't mean that they do it. Uh-huh. I mean, it's like, for example, you know, this is a, probably another reason why they're coming down on this, too, is because there's a lot of companies who will go ahead and hire H-1B visas under contract. Yep. Um, they'll hire them under much lower employment wages. There are recruiters out there who are making the, these people pay or pay back the fee. I mean, it's like they'll bring them in and say, you have to pay us immediately for the fee. Okay, there is like so much crime involved with H-1B visas, it just makes you cry. In fact, 
one techno one um one H one B visa guy not too long ago, I think about four years ago, hmm. he won a million bucks from a company because they were just stealing his taxes and all this they said that he had to pay his own taxes, he had to pay his own workman's comp. They were taking out they were charging him more money and making him pay for everything so they he got a million bucks. Wow. Plus the attorney fees and a few other things. But yeah, I mean, that was an interesting story. I have that one too and I'll send that to you. But I was like, Yeah, I mean you can't just go around messing with people because a lot of people think these guys don't have rights. What people don't realize is that illegals even have rights. Hmm. You can actually be an illegal alien here, mm-hmm. and if you're not, if you're being paid less than minimum wage, or you're not getting the same benefits or the same treatment or the same salary, guess what, guys? You've got recourse. You don't have to be a citizen or Amer- you don't have to be a citizen or a, res- a legal resident. So it's basically that they're get taken advantage of just because they just don't know any better. Well, the thing is, a lot of people don't know better, or number two, they're too scared. I mean, if I'm here illegal, do you think I want to go report this to the government? I see your point. Because uh, they're going to kick me out. Well, they'll fight you for they'll fight on your behalf and then kick you out later. <laughs> okay, <laughs> at least you go you get to leave with a million bucks. Right. You know, but um, a lot of the times, too, it's a fair a fair tactic. Like, okay, if you do this, if you go report us, we're going to go ahead and make sure you get kicked back out of the country or we'll do this or we'll do that, you know. I mean, they scare them to make them think that they don't have any recourses like, or why the American government won't care about you. You're not an American citizen, that kind of stuff. Well, i got to say it's so nice to have you back in the lounge once again. <laughs> it's been you. so long. It has been so long. I really missed you. Aww. Feel the love, people. Feel the love. Well, you are my best friend, buddy, oh, in the world. I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. <laughs> if anyone has any questions or commentary about this episode of Recruiter's Lounge, by all means, feel free to give me an email. I can reach that Jim Stroud at J-I-M-S-T-R-O-U-D at jimstroud.com. And if you want to reach Karen, you can also drop her a note at Karen will give you an email out or have them contact you through me. Like, I haven't contacted him through you. Okay. Uh, seeing as I'm her personal secretary, you can reach Karen <laughs> through my email. I get 300 emails a day in spam. <laughs> I don't need any more. No way. <laughs> you can just let his emails to Karen through me as well, and we'll get them together, and we'll go through them, and uh, we will talk and touch base from that point on. So any um, last few comments, Karen, before we uh, head out here? You know, I was just thinking about something that someone said. You know? What's that? That being somebody thought that being aware of the laws makes you get all scared and nervous and makes you not want to record. I'm like, no, you know what? Being aware of the laws is like putting headlights on on a foggy way on a foggy day, on a dark country road. Okay, mm. it just makes you a lot more safer. And actually, I find that I'm a better recruiter because I'm just more cautious. But it doesn't mean I'm not. I'm stilted in my in what I'm doing. There you have it. Keeping legal is keeping you safe. That's Karen Matten, and I'm Jim Stroud, and together we thank you for being in the Recruiter's Lounge. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that's it for this show. You've been a wonderful audience. If you like what you heard, love what you heard, or <laughs> just plain hate what you just heard, uh, let me know. Your feedback matters. You can reach me through my website at jimstroud.com slash podcast. That's J-I-M-S-T-R-O-U-D dot com slash podcast. So until next time, I'm Jim Stroud, and you're not. Radio, 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 talent, Innovative audio on demand. 
And so this ends this edition of the Retro Lounge, home of classic episodes of the Recruiters Lounge podcast. If you haven't already, uh, subscribe now so you don't miss a future episode. Okay, cool. Until next time, bye-bye. Bonjour. This is Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. I'm Andrew Pryor, and every week I bring you the wonderful and fabulous people involved in French food, whether they're here in France like me or from around the world. Each week, we dive into a specific topic, be it a French dish, an ingredient, or a French cuisine cooking technique. My guests are all about French food, so come join me on Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. Bon app.